Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Let's preach. Can we go to Hebrews chapter 6, please? Hebrews chapter 6, please. Hebrews chapter 6. I want to do some reading, talk to you for a little bit on a word that I think is really appropriate given what we just accomplished, what God did through us, um, and then we'll, then we'll be done. Hebrews chapter 6, please. We're going to read together, um, and then we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. Hebrews chapter 6, um, verse 13 through verse 20. Read with me, please. When God made his promise to Abraham... Since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what he was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things, it is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. I want to speak to you today from the subject, hope in a hole. Hope in a hole. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, In the name of Jesus, we give you all the thanks and praise. Thank you for your blood that makes us clean. Thank you for your cross that purchased our redemption. Thank you for the wonderful work you have begun in these students. Thank you for all the seed that's going to begin to bear fruit. Father, for your goodness and for your mercy towards the children of men, we give you honor and bless you and thank you. You have done great things for us, and we recognize that. Lord, bless this preaching moment. Sanctify your words so our hearts accomplish your purpose. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hope in a hole. Superheroes are all the rage right now. In the movie theaters, we're watching The Flash, Aquaman, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, Ninja Turtles. Even Super Mario has a movie. And I think it's because we love seeing brave characters beating up bad guys, being fearless in adversity, rescuing the princess, and in time, saving the world. They're the heroes we want to be. But in every one of these storylines, despite the strength and superpowers, at some point our heroes will find themselves in a hole. Sometimes it's a literal one like getting stuck in quicksand or being caught in some impenetrable cage. 
Sometimes it's a symbolic hole, like when they're deeply depressed because that one time they couldn't save their really good friend, and now they're questioning whether they deserve to be called a hero or not. There are moments when Superman wants to hang up his cape because he wasn't super all the time. He was in a hole. So whether our heroes are having a pity party or they're actually caught up in a prison, somehow Superman has to find a way out of this hole to live and fight another day. At times, to get out the hole, they realize the way out was inside of them the whole time. Or they recognize if they just focused and looked ahead of them, there was a light piercing through that was showing them the way out. Or in these movies, our hero always has a dream when, like, their dead, dead grandfather's like, hey, be true to who you are, and somehow it gives them the strength to break out of that hole. Now, you're no superhero. Over the trip, we just debated Aquaman being a real hero. (laughs) But like our heroes, we've all found ourselves in situations where, honestly, we didn't feel like we had the skill or the will or the wit to get out of the situation. These are times when you and I are in holes. Holes are difficult, maybe even embarrassing situations that don't have an easy fix. Holes are life's low moments that you can't simply just get up and move on from. Sometimes you fall in a hole, right, Abby? Sometimes you're thrown in a hole. Sometimes you step in a hole. Sometimes you're pushed in a hole. But when you're in the hole, you know you're in the hole. And when you're in it, it could sometimes feel like a grave. Like you're going to die in this situation. Like this thing is about to kill me. Like this thing is going to outlast me. Friends, you're in a hole. A hole is a place where you should not be and hopefully you'll never be again. You're well below making it. It's an unhappy place. It's a hard place. You put trash in a hole. You bury dead bodies in a hole. You put things you don't want to find in a hole. We want the highs of life. We don't want the holes of life. We see plenty of Bible characters who get caught up in a hole. Job was in a hole of sickness and loss. The widow with a little bit of oil was in a financial hole. Paul and Silas were thrown in an inner prison, a hole. Daniel was thrown in a lion's den, a hole. Joseph's brothers took his coat and threw him in a hole. David spent his whole life hiding in caves, holes. Saul of Tarsus, holes. Mary was in an emotional hole when she saw her son Jesus dying on the cross. Yes, God's holy people can find themselves in some holes. Six feet under. Holes where it's probably easier for you to bury me than get me out. Holes where it's probably easier for you to ignore me than hear me. This is a real situation every Christian can find themselves in. Now, in the movies, in the nick of time, our heroes always have the right tool and the right idea and the right amount of strength. And we try that in life too. Even though we're not Superman, just like our fictional heroes in a hole, we try to use all of our superpowers to get us out. If the money is tight, you just work for shipped. Get you a second and third job. Get out that hole. (laughs) If you don't want to write your essay, use chat GPT. Get out that hole. If you're anxious all the time, just get high. Get out that hole. 
at times we try our best to figure out things on our own and completely ignore God in the process because we think we are the heroes of our own story. But self-reliance was never meant to be a human being's superpower. There are so many individuals who we know, it might even be our own testimony, that we try to climb our way out of a hole and we hurt ourselves in the process. Ask anyone who developed a bad habit or an addiction trying to deal with their loss and grief. Ask Abraham who brought a slave into his bedroom because he was trying to get out of the hole of childlessness. Ask Judas who killed himself because he was depressed because he betrayed Jesus, trying to get out that hole through suicide. Ask David who killed Uriah because he was in a hole of shame after sleeping with somebody who was not his wife. Ask Saul who fell out of favor with God and in his hole went to a witch to conjure up a dead spirit. Ask Aaron, who was in a leadership vacuum when Moses went up to the mountain and he said, well, we in a hole now. Let's create a golden calf. We've been trying to create and get out of holes in our own intelligence. It's not our superpower, church. Even though we try to make many things work, the truth is that our great ideas are not always great ideas. Life is not a superhero movie. All things don't work together for your good just because you did and tried hard. According to the scripture, hard work, strategy, bravery, resilience, consensus in a whole doesn't necessarily work out. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. There is a a way that appears right to a man. (laughs) But in the end, (laughs) he puts on his cape (laughs) He puts on his utility belt, he shoots that claw, and it hits nothing. (laughs) Would you pay for that movie? But that's our lives. That's what the Bible says. What helps in a hole is hope in a hole. Let me show you this. This is David, the mayor of Holesville, writing from a hole. Read this. Psalms chapter 42, verse 11. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Hope in a hole. Psalm 62, verse 5 through 6. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. You need hope in a hole. Psalms 119, verse 114, thou art my hiding place and my shield, I hope, in your word. You and I need hope in a hole. I know our heroes use their strategy and their training, but human beings, the hope that comes from heaven is what we got, and it's what we got to use. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. It's a hole. So what is hope? And what's the difference between hope and faith? So in our contemporary vernacular, we use hope like wish. Oh, I hope it don't rain tomorrow. I hope you have a good day. That ain't got no power. (laughs) It ain't got no teeth behind it. Here's what the Bible says. Hope is a confident expectation in which, in what God has promised. Hope is a deep 
settled confidence that what God said he's going to do, that's what's going to happen. Everything else, nonsense. (laughs) This is Martin Luther writing. He says, hope is an exhortation that provokes the mind to find strength to be inspired with boldness and courage. Hope strengthens the mind to suffer and persevere in adversity and in that state of mind to wait because better things are coming. So here's the relationship between faith and hope. Faith and hope can be thought about as in the joy a child feels when her dad says, listen, honey, after your school concert, I'm going to take you to get some ice cream. The child believes she'll get the ice cream based on her father's word. That's faith. At the same time, the belief within the child expresses itself in this joy and this excitement, this dreaming about, oh, it's going to be this tall. I'm going to get my sprinkles. I'm going to take my lactate pill because I should not be eating this ice cream. That's hope. Faith says you're going to do it. Hope says I can't wait to eat it. It's going to be a problem later tonight. (laughs) We talked about that at at the youth trip. Hope says, man, I can't wait to get these flavors. Hope dreams about the thing that faith says you're going to have. So the child's natural trust in the father's word is the faith. But the child jumping up and down, smiling, saying, hey, Brother Dennis, I'm going to Frosty Boy. That's hope. So biblical hope is built on faith. This is why the scripture says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. So we need hope in a whole because hope changes our attitude in the whole. Hope changes our attitude in the hope. When you have hope in God and you are in a whole You're not clawing against the walls or panicking or cursing God because you know God will take care of you. You expect some ice cream. Hope doesn't necessarily make your hole bigger or smaller. Hope makes your image of Jesus and his deliverance brighter and brighter. And you can look at that even while you wait in a hole. Hear what David said in Psalm 23, 4 through 6. Yea, throw I walk. Through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to be afraid. Not because it's not scary, but because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. He has hope even in a hole. Hope changes our experience in the hole. Christians, are you grieving the loss of a believing loved one? Have you read what the Bible says? The Bible says we grieve differently than those who have no hope. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 14. Brothers and sisters, we don't want you to be ignorant about what really happens to those who die in the Lord. We don't grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. We have hope because we believe Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So we have hope even in the funeral hole. Things are just different for us. Friends, what we need is hope in a hole. This expectation and excitement that God is going to do what he promised, even though right now I'm in this cage and it seems like there's no way out. We need hope in hard seasons. We need hope when it seems like God is running out of time. 
We need hope when you don't have what you need. Hope to be excited until you see the fulfillment of what God has promised you because the one who has promised is faithful. Expect your ice cream, church. Frosty boys do. This is what the Bible says, though. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. The God of all grace, who has called you by his eternal glory, after you have suffered a while, will restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast. What does it mean? It means the hole is not permanent. It's a holding space for God to show you his face and in time bring you to your due season. Why? Because the one who promised is faithful. It's for his name's sake. In other words, wait it out, church. (laughs) There's hope for you, even in the hole. I don't care what type of hole you're in. You need hope in the hole. (laughs) One thing the Lord showed me about me, Kavar Reed, while I was preparing for this sermon, is that sometimes I base my expectations on probability and not the promises of God. In other words, my expectation of the future is often based on my calculations. It's my confidence in myself. It's my ability to read the tea leaves. And not Jesus said it. I believe it. And so here we go. I'm waiting for it. I got a math problem, church. And some of you are probably like me. You get excited for things you know are going to happen. But if based on your math, the odds of that thing are happening is low, you don't look towards it. You don't expect it. Now you're hopeless in a hole with your abacus and your chalkboard doing all your calculations, wondering where God is. He says, I'm not on your chalkboard. I'm in your word. Sometimes we get hopeless, not because God didn't promise it. We just don't think he can do it based on our calculations. I know my father promised me ice cream, but I'm not going to get my hopes up because the shop is probably going to close before we get there. I know my father promised me ice cream, but I'm not going to get my hopes up because I don't even know if he knows the way to Frosty Boy. Like there's the Lakeview thing happening down the street. He might not get there. It's blocked. He can't do it. (laughs) But that's how we are as Christians. God, I know you said this healing is mine, but you know what? There's so many roadblocks. I don't think you can do it. And now I'm sick and hopeless in the hole. God, there's no way I can do this tithing thing. I can't pay this offering. You, you just know money's tight. Now I'm sick. Now I'm broke and hopeless in the hole. Friends, what God gave us from heaven is hope for the hole. <laughs> thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Receive that hope. <laughs> Even in the hole. Church, our hope is in the promises of God not probability. This is why God gives us so many scriptures where he throws people's math out of whack and accomplishes his purpose every time. Abraham and Sarah were old, old, old. And if they counted their years more than they counted on the promises of God, they would have found no way out of the hole of childlessness. 
when Lazarus was dying, Martha counted the days before Jesus' arrival, and based on her math, Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life, was too late to do anything. Throw out your math, church. God told Gideon, I need you to fight, but you got too many men, so I'm going to give you the least amount of men you can, so I'm going to show you your faith needs to be in my promises, not your probability. If you feel like the numbers are shrinking, good. God's trying to show you hope is worthy in a hole. God has never been afraid of your numbers. That's why he says, where two or three are gathered touching anything in my name, guess what? I am there. Our hope is in the promises of God, not math. Math can't get you out the hole, church. WebMD can't get you out the hole. The fact is, the math might say God can't do it. The doctors might say, God can't do it. Your children and your spouse might say, listen, God can't do it. But our hope is in heaven. And he brought that hope down for us, even in the hole. God can fulfill his promises to you despite any complications. God can fulfill his promises to you despite any unexpected X factors that enter the equation. God can fulfill his promises to you despite any time delays and resource shortages and there's no toilet paper. God can do it. And if God can't do it, it can't be done. Let me prove it. Do you remember that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, was born in the reign of Herod at a time when Herod was killing every baby boy? God don't care about your math. God sent one man, Moses, to deliver a whole nation of people. How is that possible? It's possible because God don't care about your math. The woman with the issue of blood was bleeding for 12 years, spent all her money on medical um, professionals, and she received nothing but discouragement. But one touch from Jesus, and it changed everything. Why? Because God don't care about your math. Praise God. Church, if your math says God can't do it, your math is wrong. I don't care if you calculus, A, B, common core, what you got. If your mother say God can't do it, your math is wrong. Get back to school. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. I love this verse so much. It says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what new, no human mind has conceived, the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but has revealed it to them by their calculation. No, it's by his spirit. What this means, you can't even come up with all the things that God has already prepared for you. Praise God. What God has prepared for you and I is above us. It's beyond us. We can't think of it. We can't math it up. We can't put it in the calculator. We haven't read it in a book. There's no school that could teach it to us. No. 
It's from his spirit. He reveals because he has resources from heaven that you and I have no idea about. That's why we can have hope even when we're in a hole. Saints, God has more resources than you do to accomplish everything he's promised you. God has more resources than you do for him to be proven true and everybody else to be proven a liar. That's why we have hope in a hole. Because the one who promised to get us out, he's faithful. Friends, no matter what the odds, with God, the chances of these things working out is 100%. Seriously, this is it. With men, it is impossible, but with God, a hundred percent. Behold, a virgin shall conceive, a hundred percent, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you'll be my witnesses everywhere. What are the odds of that? A hundred percent. Because the one who promised, he's faithful. Even when you're in a hole. I know the hole is deep. I know the figures aren't always adding up. I know it seems like time is running out. But God will work it out. I know God will give me what I need. I know God will reward me because the one who promised is faithful. Elijah was outnumbered by the promised, promised prophets of Baal. But he knew his God answered by fire. Job lost everything he had, and he still wouldn't curse God. Why? Because he knew his God would do what was right by him 100% of the time. If your math says God is unfair, your math is wrong. If your math says God clearly has abandoned you, your math is wrong. God don't care about your math. This is Romans chapter 5 verse 14. It says, everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. What does this mean? It means everything God did in the scripture, you can go to him and say, God, you did it for Abraham. I'm next. You can go and say, God, yo, you did this for Hannah, I'm next. (laughs) Because everything was written, was written for your encouragement that you might have hope when you're dealing with childlessness, a prodigal son, sickness, financial hardships. God said, here's my promise, pray it, believe it, and guess what? You'll have hope even in a hole. This is why we don't panic in the hole, because we have promises from the one who's faithful. I know it looks crazy to wait on the Lord, but you know what's crazier? Trying to get out the hole on your own. You look stupid. I keep talking about Abraham, the father of the faith. If he would have written the Bible, he would have never told y'all about Hagar. But because he got antsy waiting on the Lord, now we got these nations splitting, warring. 
do you want to work it out or you want God to work it out? <laughs> you, you want all of heaven's resources or you want your, your bat belt? <laughs> I'm telling you, church, I'm learning it now. Self-reliance is not my superpower. <laughs> I look stupid in the hole. <laughs> we need to rely on Jesus. Jesus, this is what you said. I'm banking on you. So here's my hope in this hole. <laughs> and until you bring me out, I'm going to chill right here. I'm waiting for heaven's resources, not my self-reliance. I'm closing with this. I think the greatest demonstration of the power of hope in a whole was the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, our hope, was crucified and very dead and put in a hole and everybody thought it was over. And yet at the same time, Jesus' enemies knew the power of hope in a hole. So much so that they covered that hole. And they guarded that hole. And when he got out the hole, they spread lies about the hole. And they told people, hey, tell people hope don't work in a hole. Friends, everything that was said about Jesus in the tomb is being said about you and I in a hole. It's too late, it's too dark, it's too hard, it's too heavy, it's too complicated, it's too sad, it's impossible, it's never been done before. It was foolish to hope, because look, nothing's left in this hole. But now we know the Easter story, hope works in a hole. Because while Jesus was in a hole, he descended to the deepest hole, a place called Hades. Where the Old Testament faithful like Abraham and Anna and Isaac and David were resting, waiting to be ransomed and brought to Jesus in glory. What am I saying? Our hope, Jesus Christ, is working for us even when we don't see him working for us. And there's no hole too deep, no hole too dark, no hole you've been in for too long that our hope can't bring us out of. I know hope in a hole doesn't feel great, but when Jesus is our hope and Jesus, our hope is in the hole, good things can happen in the hole. Miracles can happen in the hole. Better still, church, our hope, Jesus Christ, he didn't stay in the hole. But after three days of working things out, he got up, he led captivity captive, fulfilling his promise to all those faithful people who waited for him and they were delivered. And now our hope is back in heaven. He's high above every principalities and powers that seems to be keeping us in holes. And now he's the name above every name. Hallelujah. He's the name above the name of the hole that you're in. And now your hope can bring you out of everything. Because he has power and he is Lord over everything. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Though you were dead, you're going to be all right. Though you were in a hole, I'll get you out. Though the probability is low, my promises are yes and amen. I know the hole is dark and difficult, but hope works where stuff don't grow. Hope works where stuff shouldn't grow. Jesus is our hope and we need our hope in a hole.
Okay. It's time to pray. I want to pray for everybody who's in a hole. I told you. God's holy people. I, I gave you all a bunch of believers. Find themselves in holes. And I'm telling you, some of us, we scratching against the walls. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. No, my friend, you can't do it. Without I am the vine, Jesus said, you are the branches. And without me, you can do nothing. So today, I want to open the altars, and we're not going to waste time. If you are in a hole, you're a believer, you love Jesus, but you're like, Brother Kavar, I'm dealing with some stuff, and it got me, and I'm trying to get out, and I need Jesus to bring me out. I want you to come, and we're going to pray. I want you to come, and we're going to pray. We're connecting today with our hope. We're connecting today with our hope. Jesus is our hope. And I'm telling you, I'm preaching this from, as a man who's been in a hole, and I know the power of calling on my Jesus. And that hope from heaven is bringing me out the one who promises faithful and as you come expect your ice cream as you come expect your ice cream think about your healing think about your deliverance think about how good it's going to feel when that prodigal son or that prodigal daughter returns home see that ice cream church because the one who promises faithful we're calling on the God of Abraham the God of David, the God of Hannah, that God who said, hey, you can trust me. You can trust me with your stuff. And as you come, talk to Jesus. Jesus, you are my hope. Talk to him. Don't be afraid. He knows where you're at. His eyes are on the righteous, even in a hole. And guess what? Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you got nothing to be afraid of because your hope is here the hope of heaven is here that's right talk to Jesus Jesus I'm in need of you Jesus here is the hole I feel like I'm stuck here you don't need me here I feel like I've been here too long it feels like it's taking too much time but I come again and my hope is in your word you have promised to be faithful to me so bring me out Jesus bring me out Jesus Bring me out, Jesus. My life is staked on you. For your name's sake. For your name's sake, Jesus. I need your help. I'm here in a hole, but you have not forsaken me. God, you have not forsaken me. I need you here. I thank you that you have not abandoned me here. You have not forsaken me here. Those who trust in you will be as Mount Zion, which will not be removed but abides forever. God, you have not forsaken us. Thank you that you have not forsaken us. God, we trust you in this hole. Jesus, you can bring us out. We're sorry for ever doubting you. You are the compassionate God. You are the resurrection and the life. There's nothing too late. There's no such thing as too late. There's no such thing as too hard. God, there is nothing impossible for you. God, what you cannot do, it does not exist. God, we put our trust in you. God, we put our hope in you. God, lift us up. God, give us hope here. God, give us vision. God, show us your power. God, show us the way out. God, we're not depending on ourselves. God, we're depending on you. You are our hero. You are our deliverer. You are a mighty help. 
You are our conquering friend. You are our healer. You are our power. You are our sustainer. You are our rescue. Jesus, lift us up again. Jesus, we're calling on you. God, thank you that you're a promise keeper. You have greater resources than we do. The cattle on a thousand hills are yours. And God, we reach for you. Bring us out, Jesus. God, for your name's sake. God, we're depending on a testimony of faithfulness. God, we're backing on your record. We've seen you bring other people out. And we ask that you bring us out again. Jesus, Savior, Deliverer, Rescue, bring us out. Pull us out. God, we're your responsibility. God, your eyes are on us. God, touch us again. There's no such thing as too late. There's no such thing as impossible. God, we reach for you by faith. God, we reach for you by faith. Help us, Jesus. You said you would not forsake those who trust you. So, God, we trust you. Some trust in chariots, others trust in horses. But, Jesus, Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us, be with us in the home. Jesus, be with us in the home. Resurrection and life. We invite you here again. Deliver us, God. Deliver us, God. Deliver us, God. You found Hagar in the desert, and you made springs of water for her. You broke through and brought the people of Israel out of the desert. And God, we're banking on your word. We're banking on your promises. God, your name is at stake. God, your name is at stake. Pray for hope in the home. Jesus, rescue your people in the home. Jesus, touch your people in the home. Give them a vision of you. Help them to see you. Hallelujah. Help them to see you. Like eyes that are focused. You are the deliverer. You are the way out. So Jesus, do your work. Do your miraculous work. Work your powerful, powerful hands. Best in us. God, accomplish your purposes. You have done it before and you'll do it again. And God, we bless you and we wait for you in the hole. We worship you while we wait. We believe you while we're in this hole. We thank you while we're in this hole. We praise you while we're in the hole. Surely your goodness and your mercy follow us all the days of our lives, even in a difficult situation. Thank you that you have all the resources in your hands. Thank you that you're powerful and strong. Thank you that there's nothing you cannot do. Thank you that there's no bondage you cannot break. Thank you that there's no healing you can't perform. Thank you that your power goes through. Your eyes go through. God, no one can stop your perfect world. So God, remember hopeless people. God, your joy is our strength today. God, your joy is our strength today. And God, we receive from you. We receive happiness. We receive joy. We receive help. We receive strength. We receive your comfort. We receive your nearness, even in a hole, even in a dire situation. God, you are the name above every name. You are the healer above every healer. You're the power above every power. And we worship you. We expect you to fulfill every promise that you've made. We expect you to fulfill 
and accomplish every promise that you've made. We expect you to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we could ask or think. We throw away the math. We throw out our calculations. We bet on your promises. We leave our calculations alone, alone, and we trust your promises. Everything you said for me is mine, and nobody can stop it. Anything you said for us is ours as your children, and nobody can steal it. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for rescuing us. We thank you for being God with us, even in the home. And Lord, we look to you by faith, and we thank you for every good and perfect thing that you will provide us, even as we wait in a hole. We love you, Jesus. We leave here in hope and faith, believing that you can do it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence, his promises, and all people. And you can watch one of our services that way as well. So God bless you. I pray God's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week. Amen.